the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The John Steigerwald Show, sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Portions of today's program may be pre-recorded. He's on his way to the White House. That's right. Becoming a United States Senator is just the beginning for John Fetterman. His awe-inspiring campaign has already put him on the short list to be the next Democrat nominee for President of the United States. At least it's on uh, Katie Turr's short list. She worked for MS. She works for MSNBC. And when she said this yesterday, nobody on the panel laughed or threw up. Fetterman as a nominee at some point for president. Um, I know there's some variables, obviously. <laughs> but just a few. Just a few. <laughs> but I just, you know, it, it, what he did in the, in the super red, deep red parts of Pennsylvania and the way that he ran ahead of Biden, as you were saying, ran ahead of Trump. I mean, it just makes, it makes you wonder about his future. He did nothing, by the way, in the deep red areas of Pennsylvania, but that's another issue. Keep in mind that there were people on MSNBC and CNN pushing the porn lawyer Michael Avenatti for president. Remember him? Well, let's hope this idea about Fetterman gets some legs. If the, if the big guy decides to run in 2024, which is looking more like he's going to do, and if he wants to dump Kamala Harris because, you know, he wants someone maybe a little bit more articulate than she is, Fetterman is his guy. Biden, Fetterman, 2024. Kind of has a nice, kind of has a nice ring to it, doesn't it? Now, imagine the conversation in the Oval Office between those two, John Fetterman and Joe Biden, trying to hold a conversation in the the Oval Office. Well, here's the scary thing. Based on what happened Tuesday, if Fetterman ran for president, he'd win Pennsylvania. He'd get the electoral votes from Pennsylvania. Hey, he was elected senator. And speaking of Fetterman winning in Pennsylvania, he might be living proof that the 17th Amendment that allowed for the direct election of senators uh, was a really bad idea. We'll have someone who will make that case in our second half hour. And when we come back, we'll talk about the Democrats, including Nancy Pelosi, heading for a meeting in Europe to save the planet by finding ways to make your energy bills go up. Stick around. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to my listeners. This is John Steigerwald. Right now, MyPillow is offering exclusive offers on their bed sheets, their six-piece towel set, and even offering an extended 60-day money-back guarantee. Orders placed now through December 25th will now have an extended money-back guarantee through March 1st. The Giza bed sheets are marked out as low as $29.99, and believe me when I say you will get a great night's sleep in these. Their six-piece towel set is made with USA cotton, comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. Typically retailed at $89.98 is now just $39.98 with promo code STAG. There is a limited supply, so be sure to order now. Call 1-800-716-8087, use the promo code STAG, or go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code STAG. These offers will not last long, so order now with promo code STAG at MyPillow.com for this radio-exclusive offer on all bedsheets. Our world is getting crazier, the stakes are always getting higher, and elections are right around the corner. Big days are ahead, but wouldn't it be nice to go back to the good old days? With Legacy Box, you can. Legacy Box transports you back to the glory days, so you can re-watch and experience your family's past. Simpler times, when the only thing that went TikTok was the clock. Legacy Box professionally digitizes your aging home movies, camcorder tapes, film reels, and photos, updating them to digital files that can't fade or be lost. Legacy Box is the safest and easiest way to save your family's captured memories. Legacy Box has been trusted by over 1 million American families. So digitize your memories with Legacy Box. Grab some popcorn and gather the family to revisit the good old days. Plus, for a limited time, we're offering a special election sale. 
Go to LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to get an incredible deal. Buy today to take advantage of this limited offer. Go to LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. My dog was scratching and shedding like crazy around the house. When I heard about Dynavite Nutritional Supplement, I thought, why not? It couldn't hurt. We literally tried everything else. Our dog quickly took to it, and after a couple of weeks of adding Dynavite to his food, we noticed a big difference. Our little gizmo's coat was shinier, and he almost completely stopped shedding and itching. I can't wait to see how well it helps him with his allergies as the seasons change and he's in the yard more. I'm so glad I tried Dynavite. My dog smelled so bad and scratched herself constantly. We bathed, sprayed, and bathed her again, but no results. And then I heard about Dynavite supplements for gut health, and all of the reviews sounded just like my Bella. After just two weeks, she had major improvements with the smell, and no more scratching or dragging her stomach across the carpet. And her coat is more beautiful than ever. Happier, healthier with every bite. Over a million pets helped with Dynavite. I'll second guest dinners with friends because they can be interrupted by diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or oily stools. It turns out I have EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, which means I'm missing the enzyme needed to digest food. My doctor prescribed Creon Pancrelipase, an oral prescription medication that replaces pancreatic digestive enzymes. Creon treats EPI due to cystic fibrosis, chronic pancreatitis, pancreatectomy, or other conditions. Creon may increase your chance of fibrosing colonopathy, a rare bowel disorder. Tell your doctor if you have a history of intestinal blockage or scarring or thickening of your bowel wall. If you're allergic to pork or if you have gout, kidney problems, or worsening of painful swollen joints. Call your doctor if you have any unusual or severe gastrointestinal symptoms or allergic reactions. Take Creon as directed by your doctor and always with food. Do not chew capsules as this may cause mouth irritation. Other side effects may include blood sugar changes, gas, dizziness, sore throat, and cough. These are not all the side effects of Creon. Creon is the number one prescribed EPI treatment. Ask your doctor about Creon for EPI and visit creoninfo.com or call 800-633-9110 to learn more. That's C-R-E-O-N info.com. As the world changes in an era of crisis, families throughout America are experiencing instability, fear, and great loss. While many are searching for answers in places of desperation, the position and mission of the church has never been more clear. It's time for us to leave the buildings and saturate the streets with redemptive hope and the love of Jesus. Saturate USA is a movement of churches and believers across America, uniting as one to reach every home with the love of the gospel. At SaturateUSA.org, you and your church can join the movement by adopting a zip code and receiving free neighborhood maps and evangelistic materials, including Jesus Film DVDs with free online streaming. Simply mobilize your volunteers, assemble your saturation packs with free materials and your own church's information, and then send out teams to distribute to homes. Let's partner together and see every zip code in America adopted for Christ. Join the movement at saturateusa.org. AM 1250, The Answer. The Hugh Hewitt Show. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt on the next Hugh Hewitt Show. Even though it's going to be Friday, we still won't know some results, but I'll give you every result we need. Plus, thefund.org. It's our annual fundraiser for the Semper Fi Fund and America's Fund, taking care of America's wounded warriors over the last 22 years. They do the best job. Thefund.org, the annual Veterans Day show, plus the latest in election results on the next Hugh Hewitt Show. Hugh Hewitt, tomorrow morning at 6, right before Mike Gallagher at 9, at AM 1250. The answer. Trish Regan sees yet another terrorist group. The very scary reality that we've got another terror organization similar to Al-Qaeda that is growing in Afghanistan. This is the Haqqani Network and and, and the idea that we're going to allow this. We don't need to do this. The Trish Regan Show podcast available on SalemPodcastNetwork.com and everywhere podcasts are heard. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. Nancy Pelosi and a bunch of her Democrat friends are headed for Egypt. Unfortunately, they're planning on coming back. Um, It's the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change, UNFCCC, 27th Conference of the Parties in Sharm el-Sheikh, Egypt, wherever that is. It's COP27 for short. Just imagine what's going to be going on over there, what they're going to cook up. H. Sterling Burnett is director of the Arthur B. Robinson Center on Climate and Environmental Environmental Policy at the Heartland Institute, and he joins us now. Good to have you back on, Sterling. Thanks. Good to be good to be back on. So uh, Nancy says that uh, since COP26, that was last year's 
lunatic convention, um, that Joe Biden and his administration have, quote, proudly enacted the most significant climate investment in U.S. history, putting America on track to slash carbon pollution by 40 percent this decade. Now, what that means is a lot of money has been spent. What did we get for it? Well, a lot of money, not has been, but it will be spent. It's all in the so-called, they call it the Inflation Reduction Act. That doesn't oh, say So that hasn't happened yet. Change. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it, 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 he's, he's promised a lot of things. Um, it, the commitment is the largest ever, but it, it came in a bill called, it wasn't called the Climate Reduction Act. It was called the Inflation Reduction Act. And it has nothing to do with reducing inflation. That's why they had to lie about it. And in the end, <laughs> it's, it's a pipe dream that it will reduce emissions the way they say it is. What's interesting, what's really interesting is since the first conference of the parties in 1990, so 32 years ago, uh, emissions have continued rising and rising and rising despite trillions of dollars being spent. And there is no evidence whatsoever that emissions won't continue rising because you know who's cut emissions? The U.S. Even without all this spending, the U.S. cut emissions through efficiency and switching to natural gas. Not because we built turbines, not because we put up solar panels, because we switched to natural gas, which reduced the output of our emissions from the energy sector. In addition, we've gone through two nice recessions uh, since that time. And during those times, energy use goes down, so emissions go down. So the U.S. is already cutting its emissions. Uh, it's doing so through efficiency, nothing to do with laws. But while the U.S. and even parts of Europe are slashing their emissions, <laughs> the biggest emitters in the world are growing their emissions by leaps and bounds. Uh, China, India. India is the... the, the uh, well, it's the third largest by country. It's the fourth if you count the European Union as an entire as a single country. So, it's it's madness. There's no evidence emissions are going to decline, but fortunately, there's also no evidence the world's on a course for disaster if the emissions don't decline. There's a huge, um, huge delegation going over there with Nancy uh, of Democrats. Yep. I mean, it's that it takes up a whole page uh, showing the 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 um, the uh, the, the group that's going over there with her. Um, so is this just one big propaganda fest that you say? This is COP27 means that there have been 26 of these before, going back to I think it's 1994, whatever it is. Um, yep. the, uh, it's a big propaganda fest, and what's, yeah, the, what, whatever look, comes of it? 20,000 20, bureaucrats, politicians, dignitaries, and groups of elitist billionaires get to fly around the world to a nice conference that lasts for two weeks. They get put up in three- and four-star hotels. They eat five-star meals. They take, uh, a lot of them take private jets. Uh, you know, someone like John Kerry emits uh, a million times more emissions in a single year than the average person just on his private jet use alone. Mm -hmm. um, they, they, uh, they basically, they do not live how the other 97% of us live. And so they get these sweet, uh, you know, these sweet trips at taxpayer expense. And, uh, and they, then at the end of the conference, they announce that they've done something amazing and nothing much changes. And it's interesting. The, the, words, the, words, the words are just bluster. But I'll tell you what does change. Money is spent. Mm -hmm. Lots of money is spent. And lots of emissions you know, these, these, <laughs> look, we live in an age where I have conference calls and meetings via computer every week. Mm -hmm. They could do this all virtually. If they really cared about the planet, they could do this all virtually. No, instead they send more, they send more than 20,000 people to each of these conferences. That's, that's emissions, baby. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, I... and it's money. It's taxpayer money. And it does nothing. Emissions continue to rise. Hurricanes don't get worse. Droughts don't get worse. You know, off all the disaster scenarios they spin out, none of that's happening. But what is happening is we're spending trillions of dollars, and it's the greatest uh, social welfare program for the wealthy in history because 
we're taking money from poor people through their taxes, through higher energy costs, through higher food costs, and we're delivering it to wealthy elites who have schemes to reduce emissions. Yeah, and, um, and cor- the corrupt governments. And I, if I would take me a long time to try to come up with a place where I would rather uh, would be less likely to want to be in than Egypt at any time. But to go over there for t- two weeks with that group, uh, it's not like I envy them having fun on a, you know at the convention. Do you think they do you think they throw uh, waters you know bags full of water out the windows uh, at, at the hotels and you know. Uh, I suspect at least most of them don't do something like that. Though, you know, it's not just the conventioneers that go. It's all the protesters that go. And they certainly are emitting their own emissions and doing their vandalism, you know, and and blocking roads, which, well, okay. So you tell me, a car getting to where it's supposed to go or a car idling in traffic because of uh, a protest, you tell me what's going to produce more emissions. it's it's madness, and we do this madness every year. Mm-hmm. And when they're asked why they don't do it virtually, oh, it's important that we negotiate in person. Yeah, right. Uh, well, okay. Well, it's more important than the planet you say you care about because that's what it, that's what's if you're right, that's what's at stake. Yeah. Um, because, like I said, it'd be one thing if they produced something, and I don't mean words on paper. Mm-hmm. They produced something in 2015 in Paris, and it was an agreement, and it was an agreement. To agree, every country would go back and they'd write up their own emissions plan, showing how they were going to reduce emissions, and then they'd come back and tell everyone what they were going to do. And and, and so everyone everyone's done that, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and none of them have met the goals. Well, it's interesting that it's, they're it's doing seven this years now. Seven years, it's not a single country has met its goals. <laughs> it's interesting that they're doing this. Uh... Two days after the election or whatever, I don't know when exactly this officially starts, but Nancy was, you know, getting out of the country like within a day of the election. Um, and it's it, this this is so this is the same group that gave us the Paris Agreement. Right. That was that was a cop 20 uh, cop 20 yeah, what, yeah, yeah. four or whatever. Yeah, it was, 22. Yeah. 20, 20, 23, I think. Yeah. So that's the or same. 22. It's the same group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's the same group. It's the same group every year. And the thing is, you know, I, I, I don't know. As an aside, I wonder about Nancy. Her husband, you know, yeah, suffered a pretty it. horrific attack, right? Yeah. And it's more important to to go to COP twenty two than to be with your husband. That's of I course, never thought she of that. Didn't rush, yeah. No, she didn't even rush her back home after he was attacked. She stayed yeah. in D.C. for a week. Uh, so you know, I don't know what's going on there, but I think <laughs> it's a little weird. Uh, I know. I know when my wife. It has has problems. I'm there for her. Yeah. I, I don't I don't jet off. You're not going uh, to Egypt around the world. Yeah. To, to, to lecture the to, to lecture our own people from Egypt because she's not lecturing China. She's not lecturing India. She's lecturing her own people from Egypt. She could do that here. Yeah, and you know, if you just take a look at at Nancy Pelosi lately, in any setting in any situation, what would anybody want to send her anywhere to do anything for? Especially something that's supposed to be as important as saving the planet. Does it? Does yeah. she strike you as someone you'd want? If it were, if the, if it was a situation where you could save the planet, is she the person you'd want to send to the convention that's going to decide how to do yeah. it? If the Greek gods were to put the world on somebody's shoulders right now, yeah. I don't think it would be Nancy Pelosi. No, uh-uh. we're talking to, to, to H. Uh-huh. Sterling Burnett. He's uh, the director of the uh, Robinson Center on Climate and Environmental Policy at the Heartland Institute. So, uh, Sterling, did you know that uh, uh, major religious groups are going to have a – this is over there at this uh, meeting, this convention uh, for the United Nations. Um, major uh, religious groups are going to have a climate justice Ten Commandments ceremony on Mount Sinai. That's what they're going to – that's one of the activities over there. There you go. Well, now, when you say major religious groups, is it major religious groups, or is it self-proclaimed major well, religious yeah. groups? Yeah. Well, no, so I think the they're going to... Is the Baptist Convention going to be there? Is the, uh, is the, uh, the, whatever the Synod of the Episcopalians going to be there, or is it some fringe... Yeah, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, you know, it's so-called religious they, groups. All religions are... A bunch of religions are represented, put it that way. 
you know, well, I don't know how well, and who is representing. If they, no, if they had no meaning at all, a bunch of religions would be represented just by 20,000 being over there. So, um, uh, and they're also I, going I, to have I, It a, doesn't surprise me, you know, you've got a group called the Evangelical Environmental Network, mm-hmm. and they try and convince you that the Bible doesn't say what it says. About, yeah, well, they're also, the they're also going to be... dominion. <laughs> there's <laughs> also going to be... A, Genesis, a, a, a climate repentance ceremonies are going to be part of uh, the... Uh, yeah. So this really is a religion for them, isn't it? Uh, well, it is. Yeah, no, they, they are worshiping the creation, not the creator. Mm-hmm. And and the Bible warns very clearly about it. Uh, now, there's no question that God, you know, I happen to believe in God. Not mm-hmm. everyone does, but I do. I, there's no question that God charges us with taking care of his creation. But preventing CO2, which God has all of us breathing, exhaling every time we re- breathe out, right. uh, preventing CO2 going to the atmosphere, I'm not sure is what God, you know, what God meant. Well, on another subject... Uh, I just happened to notice that Good Morning America is doing a series with Michael Strahan on polar bears and how they're in danger of extinction because of global warming. Uh, he's up there running around somewhere in polar, yeah. polar bear country. Uh, hasn't that whole uh, idea of the uh, polar bears being in danger because of human uh, global warming, hasn't that kind of been debunked? Of course it has. Well, first off, He's certainly the expert on polar bears. I'd send up there to expose this. Yeah. <laughs> um, because, because I remember when he got his uh, Ph.D. In, bio, in zoology. Yeah. Uh, uh, look, folks, he's an ex-football player. Just because he says something doesn't make it true. Right. And just because he can get on camera doesn't make it true. The truth is, polar bears are, as far as we know, at an all-time historic high. Yeah. <laughs> right now. Yep. There were, there were approximately 5,000 polar bears in the 1960s. Across uh, North America, Russia, all the all the all the Arctic countries, the countries that border the Arctic, there are twenty five to thirty five thousand today. They are in no way endangered by climate change. So, yeah. and, and and that's not just the general population; that's subpopulations. There are two subpopulations out of about eighteen that have declined slightly, but it turns out. They're in areas where it hasn't warmed, so go figure. But uh, they can keep doing their, you know, their they can hold all the, the, uh, you know, the, the TV things. It's yeah. like Richard Attenborough going up there and showing the walruses diving over yeah. uh, the cliffs to their death and saying it's due to climate change. It turns out no, it's. Was due to a couple of polar bears charging the, uh, the colony. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know you, s- too. you see the pictures of the cute polar bears rolling around. The ones they would rip your face off if you got anywhere near them. But um, I have about a little less than two minutes uh, with Sterling Burnett of the uh, Heartland Institute. I got to ask you this because it looks like the Republicans are going to at least take control of the House. Sterling, uh, will they be able to reverse any of the damage done by Biden since he took over? Is, is it just no, by w- no, what could no, they do? No. They, they won't be able to do that uh, because he hadn't done any of it through the legislation except for the Inflation Reduction Act. And the problem is, even if they control the House and the Senate, and they may mm-hmm. still, they're right. not going to have the majority in the House they thought they would, right. if they have it at all. They're not going to have, you know, they'll have a very slim majority in the Senate if they have one at all. But you know what? Uh, Biden's doing most of this through executive order, which they can't stop because they have to pass a law to stop it, and he's got a pen that can veto anything. Mm-hmm. And they can't pass any laws to stop it or reverse it because, once again, you still have an executive who's wedded to this crazy climate religion, and he will veto anything they do. And there's not, there, there's not enough votes, even if they control both houses there still won't be enough votes to override a veto because that requires uh, two-thirds. And and Joe said he's going to uh, stop all drilling and shut down the coal mines. So i got about yeah. 30, 30 seconds. So I guess he's uh, he's serious about it. Yeah, he's serious about it. There's no question about it, you know. Uh, uh, and and Manchin, Manchin called him the carpet after what he said about coal. He says, oh, I'm sorry. And his spokesman said, oh, people took it out of context. Yeah, sure. They How do you take I'm going to put you out of the job out of context. It's <laughs> uh, like, I'm going to kill you as you're holding a knife about to stab him. But, and then someone says, he said he was going to kill her. Oh, you're taking that out of context. <laughs> hey, Sterling, I'm oh, out of time. I, I always appreciate you coming on, and uh, let's see what comes out of 
COP27. I'm not looking forward to it. I appreciate it. (laughs) Take care. All right. That's Sterling Burnett of the Heartland Institute. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Nicole is now a tropical storm as it continues to batter parts of Florida. Donna Warder has the report. Robbie Berg of the National Hurricane Center says Nicole's winds have come down a bit, but it's still a large storm. That large wind field is still producing storm surge problems uh, along portions of the east coast of Florida, up into Georgia and South Carolina. And then even later today, we'll see some storm surge flooding in the Appalachian Bay area of Florida. Berg says Nicole is expected to continue moving across central Florida, possibly emerge over the far northeastern Gulf of Mexico this afternoon, and then move across the Florida panhandle and Georgia tonight into Friday. I'm Donna Water. A better day for the Dow. The blue chips now ahead 812 points. This is SRN News. Hi, I'm Lance Wall now, Christian author and evangelical leader, here to remind you that God's gifts should never be taken for granted. Take, for example, your retirement savings. You've worked hard for your money, and God has rewarded you for that. Now, with record inflation eating away at the value of the U.S. dollar, those rewards are literally being taken from you. But there is a way the faithful can fight back. By diversifying your retirement account into gold, your savings can be protected. And that's what God wants. Even better, a physical gold IRA from Birch Gold Group allows you to transfer your current retirement funds into gold without fees or penalties. To see how it works, text the word FAITH to 989898 to get a free info kit on gold IRAs. That's FAITH to 989898. Take action right now, and I pray that your family is blessed with continued prosperity. Take it from Charlie Kirk. As I read this New York Times article, so I read the New York Times so you don't have to. Salem Media Group reaches more people than they realize. This is my favorite line of the whole thing. Their hosts are big names, and they have huge reach, which makes them one of the most powerful forces in conservative media. Tap into our big names to help grow your business. Call Andrew Pawaski at 412-503-4761. 412-503-4761. Thank you for finally noticing. Hey, if you're a motorcycle enthusiast, Pitt Cycles has what you're looking for. This is John Steigerwald. I was just there for the grand opening of the new BMW showroom, and there's so much inventory packed into one location, I'm telling you, it'll blow your mind. Over 200 models from BMW, Triumph, Indian, Royal Enfield, and KTM that you can test ride today. Pitt Cycles, home to the most distinctive brands in the cycling world. It's in Warrendale, next to Jurgles at PittCycles.com. Pitt Cycles! Whose rulebook do you want to play by, the government's or your own? This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Without a proper estate plan, many families end up playing by the government's rulebook and losing a lot of what they'd intended to leave to their families. That's why Abernathy and Hagerman presents free, ongoing estate planning workshops with attorney Dan Reimer to help you protect what's yours and make sure the government plays by your rules. The next one's happening soon. For details and to attend, visit a-h.law. This is Staples. So rumor has it that Staples has everything I need to ship. Mm-hmm. We have all the shipping supplies and services you need. Boxes? Yep. Mailers? Yeah. And we have UPS here in store. Huh. What will Staples think of next? <laughs> right? No, seriously, I'm asking, what, what, what will they think of next? Staples is your one-stop shipping destination. Now get 50% off shipping boxes, mailers, or tubes when you buy five of the same item in-store or online with one-hour pickup. Staples, the best-kept secret in shipping. Ends 1231. Exclusions apply. Visit staplesconnect.com slash shipping for details. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. W223CS Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Heavy delays remain on the Parkway West. Inbound Green Tree to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Outbound not as bad. Parkway East looking busy outbound. Around a five-minute delay. Glenwood up to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. On the inbound side, slow to the tunnel. And 2nd Avenue to the Fort Pitt Bridge. On inbound 28, it's a busy ride from Fox Chapel Road to the Highland Park Bridge. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. 
Tonight we'll see some rain from tropical rainstorm Nicole late. Until then, mainly clear and mild this evening, low 52. Rain tomorrow from tropical rainstorm Nicole. There can be flooding in low-lying and poor drainage areas, the high 65. Periods of rain tomorrow night, some heavy from tropical rainstorm Nicole in the evening. Otherwise, plenty of clouds. Watch for flooding, low 42. Mostly cloudy Saturday with occasional rain, high only 46. With your Iraqi weather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, we told you the numbers from the uh, the Fetterman election yesterday. Uh, 43 of 67 counties won by Dr. Oz. Uh, Dr. Oz got, I think it was 60% or more in 34 counties. Fetterman got 60% in four counties. Uh, Fetterman won because of a 220,000 uh, advantage in Allegheny and Philadelphia counties. Maybe it was more than that. It might have been 300. And anyway, that got me to thinking about the 17th Amendment, so I made a call to Hans von Spakovsky, the Election Law Reform Initiative Manager at the Heritage Foundation, and he joins us now. Hans, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Sure, thanks for having me. So uh, what was the purpose of the 17th Amendment, uh, and did it work? Well, for folks who don't realize it, because they've just kind of forgotten, the 17th Amendment uh, is uh, what changed the Constitution to give us what we all did on Tuesday, which is voting for U.S. senators through popular election. The original Constitution said that senators would be chosen by state legislators. And, you know, I know everybody thinks, oh, popular election, it's really good. But what they don't understand is that um, the whole reason for that was to put a vertical check on the power of the federal government. You know, this way, state governments would be able to ensure that the federal government didn't get too big and too powerful, because obviously the senators that they picked uh, wouldn't allow the federal government to do things uh, like, for example, pass a bill that, that imposes a huge unfunded mandate on state governments. And boy, if you want to look at the growth, exponential growth, and the size of the federal government in its budget, in its power, you can trace it directly back to 1913, when the 17th Amendment was put through. So would you say it was meant to be a check similar to the one provided by the Electoral College? Yes, it, it, it clearly was, because you know, we designed, uh, the framers designed a federal system. Our state governments, they're independent, sovereign government. They're not just a subdivision of, of the federal government. And the uh, framers saw, saw that as a key part of making sure you don't descend to the tyranny with a central government that's too powerful. Yeah, it's almost like you know, when I see the people, who, the Democrats hate the Electoral College now, as you know, um, it's almost like uh, people have forgotten, or, or they, they, they are now operating under the, the belief that somebody got together and said, you know, let's, let's start a country, and here's what we'll do. We'll, we'll get this big piece of land, and we'll divide it up into states, uh, 50 different states, and then we'll make the rules. They don't it's, – it's such a simple thing, but so many people forget it, that, that a group of um, organizations called colonies at the time – or states, whatever they were at the time, they formed the federal government and then made the rules that would tell the federal government what they, the federal government was not allowed to do. We'll, get, we'll tell you what we're going to let you do. Nobody, is that just kind of forgotten by everybody? Not everybody, but too many people? It is, and unfortunately that's been pushed along too by the Supreme Court, which in, 19, in the 1930s, started issuing decisions that basically ignored the limits on the power of the federal government, the limits on the, uh, on what Congress could do, and basically started issuing decisions that, that in essence said Congress could do anything it wanted to. It didn't, it didn't matter that it was supposed to be a government of what they call enumerated powers. You know, if you go into the Constitution, it says Congress is a long list of what Congress is allowed to do, and it's not supposed to go beyond that, but we unfortunately got away from that a long time ago, which is why we have this behemoth of a huge federal government that is spending so much money, it's eating all of us out of, out of, our, uh, out of our homes and our businesses. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I, was, I, I put some stuff up on Twitter about this 
about the election and a couple of different people, I don't know, this must be kind of a, a saying that liberals have or people who are clueless have, um, somebody responded with, land doesn't vote. And what I, and I was trying to make the point that um, that the 17th, this is why we have the 17th Amendment. When you look at what happened with Fetterman, and if you, if you heard those numbers I gave uh, before we, I, I got to you here, um, if you look at, the, at what he did, he, he won Philadelphia and Allegheny counties, Pittsburgh and, and uh, Philadelphia, and he, 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 got, he got 15, 20 percent in, in multiple other counties, and it isn't about land voting, is it? No, it, it's not. And in fact, the, the whole point of the Electoral College was to, on a national level, prevent what just happened in Pennsylvania, because the idea of the founders was, look, if a president is elected through just a national popular vote, then candidates will ignore the rural, less populated parts of the country. They'll just go to the big city, campaign there, and the big cities with their big populations will control the country and they can ignore uh, the, the, the rest of the population. And that's why we have an electoral college. And it's really important that we maintain that because otherwise uh, the federal government will be controlled by the big cities on the East and West coast. And the rest of the country will have no say whatsoever in what the federal government is doing. Yeah. And again, to me, it gets back to, you know, we, it's the United States and that's one of those things to me. And maybe this sounds a little strange, but it's it's actually three words or two words, United States, and it's become a, a, a one word, United States, like it's the same as Canada. It's a, it's the name of the country, but people don't stop to think that it's it's called the United States of America. And so these people who are opposed to the, the Electoral College, it's like they, they don't even understand the concept of a state anymore. No, I don't think they do. And in fact, those are, those are the same kind of people who I, I think if, if you if they told the truth would tell you uh, they don't believe in having state government. They want a central government in Washington that's all powerful and can dictate the rules to everybody across the nation. And what they want is basically a California style government. Um, that will that will uh, be able to dictate the terms of our lives uh, across the country, and of course, the well, the biggest obstacles to that are the state governments that are fighting back against the growth of the federal government and its intrusion into uh, their sovereignty. We're talking to Hans von Spakovsky. He's the Election Law Reform Initiative Manager at the Heritage Foundation. Uh, I just uh, Hillary Clinton was on giving her warning about how uh, the, the Republicans were going to steal the 2022 election, or I can, maybe it was the 2024, <laughs> I forget. Um, uh, and she referred to the uh, outdated Electoral College, just kind of casually when she was referring to the Electoral College, that's what she called it. Like it's, we, we're, we're beyond that. That's Hillary Clinton. She ran for president of the United States and almost won. Yeah, but again, that's because Almost the entire country rejected her with the exception of, again, yep. the big cities. And uh, what the people in places like uh, Montana and Texas think is very different than what folks in New York City and Los Angeles believe. And uh, I, I don't think Los Angeles and New York City ought to be dictate how uh, the no. rest of the country lives its lives. But that's what Hillary Clinton was. And even back when the, when the Constitution was uh, written and ratified, there were different interests for the, for the different people who were signing the Constitution based on whether they were farming, agriculture, uh, yeah. wa- uh, um, near, near water. The, the, everybody's interests are not the same. And you can't have you can't have people in uh, in a landlocked state making up rules for people who live on the west or on the east coast or on you know on the coast of the uh, the Gulf or the or the or the Atlantic Ocean. No, that's right. And look back to what you were talking about earlier about how it was uh, 
the colonies that became the 13 states, they're the ones that wrote and formed the Constitution. Um, there would not, we would not be a country today, and the Constitution would not have been ratified if uh, it were not for the fact that they had put a provision in saying that state governments would have the ability to choose senators. If state governments had not had that ability for some measure of control uh, of the federal government and, and a balance of power between the Senate and the House of Representatives, which has always been popular election, there's no way that the state governments would have agreed to that because they would have seen this entirely takes our power away. And, of course, back then, uh, Washington, D.C. or Philadelphia, whichever happened to be the, the capital at the time, was a lot further away from Massachusetts than it is now. Right. Uh, right. You know, so now the people are, are within seconds of, of connecting with those places. But back then it took, I don't know, weeks to go from Massachusetts down to South Carolina, for example. Uh, but you, you quoted uh, Alexander Hamilton in a piece you wrote last month. I think it was at the Daily Signal. Uh, and he said, quote, senators would have a uniform attachment to the interests of their several states. That's what he said when he was talking about. Uh, having the legislatures uh, elect the senators. No, that that's right. And uh, it, look, what folks ought to think about it is this: um, think about some senator. If we still, if the Seventeenth Amendment weren't there, and some senator from a state voted for some bill that was going to impose huge costs on states and state governments across the country. The first thing that would happen is state, his state legislators or her state legislators, legislators would be calling that U.S. senator and saying, are you crazy? Why in the world would you vote for something like that? There's no way we are going to pick you again to represent our state. And that's the way it ought to be to prevent these gigantic, uh, wasteful government programs that we have uh, uh throughout the, the whole federal system. So being being elected directly by the people uh, changes the incentive for senators to protect their state governments once they get to Washington, right? right. Yeah, that's exactly right. And that's the whole problem. In essence, they destroy the vertical check on power. Yeah, we still have a horizontal check on power that everybody learns about in civics class. You know, we've got the legislative, judicial, and executive branch um, all trying to check each other's power. But the check on the entire federal government is, has basically disappeared. How is it that the 16th and 17th Amendments happened in the same year? And who was pushing it? Oh, it was the progressive movement. You know, it was the progressive movement pushed by all these intellectuals and social reformers who thought that, oh, this constitutional system was outdated, it needed to be reformed, and the power of the central government had to be expanded. We, we needed all these really smart federal bureaucrats who could run things because, you know, ordinary Americans, they just didn't know what was good for them. If that sounds familiar, because <laughs> that's the kind of thing you're hearing today, well, mm -hmm. it started in the early 1900s, uh, and, and th that's what pushed these bad changes in the law. And uh, the 16th, of course, was the income tax, which was a terrible idea, federal income tax. Um, and and uh, it's interesting. The word progressive was was it used back then, and then it disappeared because it became a dirty word. And now it's now after liberal became a dirty word, progressive is uh, something to be proud of if you're a progressive. Was it always that way? Yeah, that's exactly what happened, um, and that's why now liberals have a, a liberal being called a liberal has turned into a dirty word. So they've readopted. <laughs> the word progressive. And look, the 17th Amendment was 1913. The 16th Amendment, which authorized the income tax, was the same year. Yeah. Uh, same year. And it's those two amendments, like I said, that uh, if, you, if you were to put in a graph that, that charted the size of the federal government and how much money it spends... Um, you would see this, this diagonal line going up steeply, and it all starts in 1913. And how, how do you like the chances of the 17th uh, ever being repealed? 
I think that's very, very slim chance because I think most state legislators would be afraid, even though I think it would be the smart thing to do. I think most state, the vast majority of state legislators would be afraid to vote on a constitutional amendment because they would be attacked as taking away the the right of of uh, the public to to vote, and it would be very difficult for them, I think, to stand up and explain how this would actually benefit um, ordinary voters and hopefully lead to lower taxes and lower spending by the federal government. And it might also get people a little bit more interested in the uh, their local elections for state senators and state reps. Uh, yes, which there's very little interest in now, by the way. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's absolutely right too, and uh, and I so I think that actually would be a benefit. Okay, we're talking to Hans von Spakovsky now. You, uh, aside from being the election law reform initiative manager, also a former member of the Federal Election Commission. So I can't let you go, uh, Hans, without asking you what's going on in Arizona and Nevada. Well. Uh The competence of election officials varies greatly from state to state, Mm -hmm. and you're seeing a terrific example of it. Um, Think about how Florida, very large state, um, was able to uh, efficiently administer its election, count its ballots. We knew the results Tuesday night, election night, and yet in Arizona, Nevada, we have no idea how long it's going to take to get the results. Nevada in particular is rated under our, uh, the Heritage Foundation's election integrity scorecard, where we rate how secure uh, state elections are. Uh, Nevada is the 50th state in the country at the bottom of the list. Wow. Because they are, they are so bad at it. And look, they made a huge mistake when they said, well, we're going to start mailing out ballots to all registered voters. Well, it takes a heck of a lot longer to process, open, and count mail-in ballots than it does uh, ballots that are uh, in a ballot box from Election Day. So they just have a lot of problems there. And why should we be surprised that Maricopa County in Arizona is having problems? Think about the problems they had in 2020, mm-hmm. how they then fought, the election officials there fought, cooperating with and allowing any kind of audit of them, an audit that uh, could have uh, identified their problems so they could get fixed. And so do they have problems again? Why should we be surprised about that? So is this um, incompetence, um, purposeful incompetence? uh, And is it when we see this, I got about a minute left. When we see this, should we be more suspicious that something is afoot when it's this ridiculously um, screwed up? Well, I think a lot of it is incompetence. On the other hand, in places like Nevada, where the democratically controlled legislature passed laws to uh, make it difficult to clean up voter registration rolls, um, to not have a voter ID law, uh, and to simply mail out ballots to registered voters, even though they know their list is an atrocious shape, that's intentional. Yeah. Well, it's working because so <laughs> it might be like Christmas before we find out who won there. Um, hey, Hans, I appreciate you coming on the show. As always, good to have you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Okay, that's Hans von Spakovsky of the Heritage Foundation. I'll be right back. Investments involve a high degree of risk. Actual results may vary. Oil keeps going up as the Russia conflict escalates. Get in on the next major oil boom now and help the U.S. with your patriotic investment that can potentially pay you monthly income for up to 20 or more years. That's the sound of a producing oil well and the sound of a smart investment. If you're an SEC-accredited investor, you can take advantage of Encore Energy's projects. The U.S. government needs your investment in oil and is allowing you to write off nearly 100% of your investment in the first year. Goldman Sachs is projecting oil to go up to $100 a barrel. Call 800-287-6691. Call now and learn how to deduct 100% of your investment and 
create 20 or more years of potential monthly income. Call 800-287-6691. You'll be calling directly to the home office of Encore Energy. That's 800-287-6691. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. Okay, I can't, uh, this, this, uh, this doesn't work as well as it should for radio, but I don't know, you may or may not have seen the picture uh, a few months back, a couple months back, uh, of the man who is a teacher, a shop teacher in Ontario, Canada, who decided to teach wearing gigantic, when I say gigantic, I mean beach ball, bigger than beach ball sized prosthetic breasts, including protruding nipples to teach your class, and somebody thought maybe that was a little strange. You know, I don't know if the kids, some, one of the kids, hey, Dad, uh, I don't know, our teacher, Mr. So-and-so, he showed up with giant boobs, and uh, uh, I'm, I'm not thinking that maybe that shouldn't be happening. So somebody complained about it, and uh, the teacher was, of course, uh, yeah, I guess she, he was brought in uh, and asked about it. So anyway, uh, apparently, this is, in, this is somewhere in Ontario, uh, this is what they, they said. He's allowed to wear the prosthetic breasts with protruding nipples to teach his class. And I have to see the picture, so try to, I don't know, find it somewhere online. It, this is what somebody with the, whoever it's, whatever it is, the school board or whatever, local school board. It is important to recognize the impact that dress code policies can have on members of the transgender community. Most notably, it is important for employers to make allowances to ensure that these employees are able to express themselves in accordance with their lived gender. Okay? Uh, and the review of its, the HDSB, I don't know what that is, some official school board thing, its review of its dress code further concluded that imposing rules to prevent a male teacher from wearing obscenely large prosthetic, prosthetic breasts with protruding nipples to work would result in considerable liability. He could sue them and win. Why doesn't every teacher just show up tomorrow at this school with gigantic prosthetic boobs? Just to make a point. This is the, this is the world we're living in. And if those people were in America instead of Canada, guess what they'd be? Democrats. I'll talk to you Monday. Off tomorrow. Bye. John Steigerwald Show is a production of Salem Media Group and sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.